Focus Target Podcast is your host, Smiley, with me today, Van and Shy. Gentlemen. Sir. It is season two, episode 71 of the Focus Target Podcast. Uh, we are recording live on December 22nd, year of our Lord 2020, for our last year of our Lord 2020 podcast. We'll be taking next week off to enjoy the Christmas slash New Year's festivities with our families or whatever we are doing we could i guess talk about later what we're doing if it's we a good thing our that. sponsors let us do that yeah. yes Merry yes Christmas, guys. we are our own sponsors we sponsor the show with our time and effort and blood sweat and tears mostly shy's blood sweat and tears van and i just mostly. show up i think van was uh, talking about ea that's it our sponsor ea that they're <laughs> not having <laughs> I, thought, I thought i thought it was microsoft and the xbox that wanted to be the sponsor for, because the, of the, i think mm. it's every i think they take turns don't they we're jointly yeah, sponsored they like they like how honest I am. They said people can trust. If Smiley says something good about Xbox, they know it must be good because wouldn't say it if it weren't We're just, just going to keep yeah. waiting for that day. <laughs> One day he'll say something. And we we want to be there for it. We don't want to miss it. Um, anyway, so today we're we're just going to do kind of a state of state of the podcast. We're going to talk about what we're up to, what we're what we're doing, life, universe, everything, whatever. We're just going to kind of shoot the shit for an hour, and hopefully you guys will enjoy that. Um, and if you don't. Well, then I don't know why you've listened to 71 of our episodes. If this is your first episode with us, let me apologize in advance. Um, but we do have a question of the day. Uh, we like to do our question of the day here on Focus Target Podcast. And so last week we talked about magic and we were doing, a, we did a comparison of The Illusionist and The Prestige to uh, pretty good movies. I think we both agreed we're, we're, we're all right and probably worth your time, worth, worth a watch at least. Uh, and um, so, you know, we thought maybe a good question today today would be well let's talk about magic and magic tricks and and the paranormal gathering. a little bit magic the gathering not part of this discussion i think we mm. all believe in magic the gathering to a certain extent <laughs> um but so my question of the day is do you believe all magical tricks have a logical explanation if you want to broaden that question a little bit maybe take it a little bit further do you believe science can explain all phenomenon that there's a, a physical cause and effect relationship for everything in the universe or do you believe that there is a mystical unexplainable magic out there somewhere let's start with van hmm. um do you, do you believe in magic so in the young uh, girl's heart do you believe in magic <clears throat> in a young girl's heart can we just sing the song for an hour yeah we could Okay. That's good I so fun fact when I was young I was actually an aspiring magician um, I didn't do it too long I did it for like a year a year and a half I have like one live audience performance in front on a stage with me and my mentor you did some questionable um, videos for, pra for practice yeah right <laughs> so but it was really fun um, but I learned a lot I mean clearly I learned a lot from studying it for the good year, year and a half or whatever I did, um, that so many things that seem unexplainable really are explainable through mm -hmm. magic. And it's just like the ingenuity of a magician to come up with how they are going to um, showcase these illusions to make them believable and all the other things, subtle psychological things that go behind it is just amazing that on the surface, you're like, oh, that has to be real because it was so extraordinary. And once you know the secret, um, it, it starts to make sense. So you could probably read, read between the lines there. And I will say that every single magic trick that has ever been displayed, David Blaine on the streets or otherwise, has an absolutely scientific explanation. Big whoop, David it. Blaine. Big whoop. <laughs> Big whoop, David Blaine. Big whoop. <laughs> you got to watch that. We do. That's a great video. Um, um, what, shout out what to would David you say, Blaine. What would you say about the broader question? Do you believe that there's an explanation for all phenomena? Like, See, I think there... this can go down a philosophical rabbit yes, that, hole. That is the point. Yep. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, well then. <laughs> Let's, why don't we have a discussion then? <laughs> you know, we should do a podcast. So um, I think that I would say things exist today that cannot be explained by science yet. Okay, so I but think we will eventually. Do you believe? Get but do you believe? You believe they have an explanation? Everything that we can't explain, you believe, could be explained. We just may not have the 
tools or the capacity or whatever to do so. Yes and no, because the most difficult the most difficult way to get back to this is what what we call the hard problem, right? And that's that's the existence of consciousness. So it's like that in and of itself seems absolutely magical to me. And and I'd be surprised if other people didn't, you know, thought otherwise. And I don't know if we'll ever be able to explain that. I don't know if we'll ever be able to dial that down to specific synapses between brain cells or whatnot that in specific formats conjure up this feeling of con- what we what we define as consciousness. I don't so, think we'll ever so get So really there. your argument is for the soul. You believe the soul is somewhat Yeah. Yeah, as magical or miraculous okay. or yeah, of divine or otherwise. I just don't to, know. I just to, don't think we'll ever to, get there. We might have to come back and delve a little deeper into that one on a more specific podcast. I like that. It's an interesting idea. Shai, what about you? Um, I think on the specific question, I think, I think I don't know. The way it's worded, magic tricks, I think the whole point of a trick is that there is an explanation, right? Tricks I are mean, something a whore does for money. <laughs> Illusions, <laughs> Illusions father. Um, oh, man. Arrested development. Good stuff. Um, I uh, So I don't know. I think that as far as like, I think there is always an explanation as far as like, if you talk about like shows that are put on or magicians, you know, people out there doing, doing stuff like that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I, I if I have a, I don't know what I think about like, tr- like magic. We don't have like people, you know what I mean? I feel like in fantasy you read about magic, right? Like in like, I feel like maybe there was a time in the past when there was magic. I feel like nowadays there's not really people out there claiming to do magic. I and mean, maybe that's just in, 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 um, western civilization i don't know like as in like third worlds like i'm sure there's still witch doctors there's still you know there's still people out there who do things that they call magic that like as far as it's not a trick and i don't like i don't know um i guess i haven't thought about that a lot whether or not i think that there what about is, what about um, you know what about like miracles yeah i what mean if, yeah no yeah i guess do that first and then i have a, a follow-up question for you also yeah i mean i believe i believe there's miracles yeah i think do you think oh, the soul is a miracle I, I mean, I think I'd, I, the soul is a miracle. Do you think consciousness? Is I a guess miracle? so. Like, what do you mean? As opposed to, like, do I think that versus the fact that it just happened by evolution? Yeah, I, I guess it's, it's kind of, of a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a god versus yeah. evolution. Type yeah, of, I guess. So. Well, it's not really god. No, I don't think it's god versus evolution. I think it's just it's more it's more a god versus an unguided creation evolution. Yes. I mean, you, you can believe in a god who used evolution to create the True. world. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So I don't think I don't think those those aren't directly in conflict. I think as far as the larger question though, obviously my answer would be that I don't think science can explain all phenomena. I think that the, where I where I went when I it's interesting if our van went with the consciousness, I think that's really interesting because I hadn't really thought about that as much. Right. What I think about too is I'd be very surprised if if mankind ever can um prove like prove or or come up with a uh, a reason why matter came into existence mm. like i think that's something that i just don't know that we'll ever be able to trace back to that like what caused the big bang or what caused like existence um like, i think that's that's a huge question i think <laughs> if you're going to believe that science can explain all phenomena something like somehow that would have had to have been caused um so you bring up a really good point like that seems magical if i were to tell you hey there was this infinitesimally small speck that within an a, a unmeasurable fraction of a second became everything that we know as space and time and contained every single matter and atom in it um, instantaneously, like that you would think that was magical, but that's right now is the leading theory of the Big Bang and how, and, and how we came to, to be like that itself. So I don't know. And I think there's theories. I think there's there's probably theories out there as to what caused it, but I think a theory is a theory, right? I mean, and I think theories become laws based on proving and observation. Um, and, well, my point and is, and like, laws, isn't, that, isn't that kind of tiptoeing along the line of magical? Like, thinking... I don't know. I, yeah. Uh, maybe this segues into Smiley answering the questions. I don't know. Well, mine's, my f- beliefs are a little bit firmer, perhaps. Um, I'm a belief believer in cause and effect i believe you could argue that the definition of magic is an effect without a cause or at least um you know a logical cause um and so i mean i i believe that everything can be explained uh without exception i would what i would say to shy's point is that i believe there are some things that and maybe even to van's point about the soul there are certainly going to be things that 
we'll never know. But that doesn't mean that the answer isn't there to be known, just that we perhaps don't have the capacity to know it. Like, I don't think we will ever know for sure how we came to be. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe eventually we'll, we'll gain some new information. Like, I don't know that we'll ever know the origin of the universe or, you know, what caused the Big Bang and things beyond theoretically. Um, but that doesn't mean there isn't a, a logical reason, just that perhaps we can't understand it or comprehend it or we're missing key information that would help us make that leap. So um, I don't believe in, in magic or, or the paranormal. So, so that's interesting. Pretty, pretty straightforward. I never realized this before, but that that just to me demonstrates that there there is some faith in atheism as well right so whereas whereas um shy's faith lies in in you know god um the heavenly being and all that stuff like your faith lies in we will get there eventually even though you personally have never seen it, there's right. no indication that we the will actually be there. The belief that there is an explanation, sure. That, right, yeah. yeah. That, 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 that things work logically, that things work in a right. in a way that is explainable. And yeah. just because we can't explain it doesn't mean there wasn't a, re- a, a reason. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I, I do agree with Shai. I don't necessarily discount the uh, existence of a God. I just, if there is a God, clearly he is set, you know, just like a programmer, writes rules in his code so that his program works a certain way. Like there's no reason to think that God could not have created a universe that has rules that work in a certain way. And like, I I, I definitely agree that like evolution and, and the laws of physics and science, like you can, like there's been a number of philosophers who have seen those as the hand of God, not Mm -hmm. contradictory to God. And so I I put myself in that camp. Sure. It's very much like what a deistic view I think is the idea that God kind mm-hmm. of created, like set a watch almost and just let yes, it run. Yes, the, the great and just kind of like yeah, theory. just left mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, I think well, I was like that. Mm-hmm. I think this could be another episode. Um, <laughs> I think we could probably start with even defining terms like logical explanation and stuff like that. Sure. I don't know. Oh, it yeah. could be a. So always comes down to the words. That's yeah. what nineteenth uh, century <laughs> philosophy taught me. Okay, but that was a good question today. I think we went just deep enough to maybe give ourselves some ideas for future podcasts. Um, but let's let's get on to uh, the meat of it. Uh, so uh, let's, let's talk about what we're up to. One, what we kind of wanted to start talking about a little bit was Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, a game that just came out to quite a bit of turmoil uh it's a game that i got for ps4 it's a game that van got for a pc that PC. couldn't run it and yep. it's a game that shy did not get is that correct you did not i did not it get it no i, okay. I thought about it potentially but then i realized that that probably was a bad idea so really the smartest one here is shy perhaps uh, i don't know if i would i don't know if i would agree with that um because i i like it i like cyberpunk 77 but i i will say it, it does have its its issues um so I guess let's real quick talk about our experiences. Van, I'll let you go first because I think yours is pretty short. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I bought it for my PC, which which so far has been able to run a lot of games at pretty high settings. Some of the more recent benchmarks would be like the Battlefield series and things like that, which um, credit to EA has always had beautiful graphics at not being a huge resource hog. So they're very they're very computer friendly. Um, but nevertheless, it was able to run that no problem. It is probably a five or six year old computer, if I remember correctly. I think I have a GTX 670 or G4 670. So it's not even GTX. Um, so it's a data computer. And I loaded up Cyberpunk and I knew it was a bad I knew it was bad as soon as I tried to move the mouse and there was like lag just in the mouse <laughs> on and I'm like, Ooh, this is not going to be good. I was like, maybe I have, you know, I don't have raw input, raw uh, mouse input on. And so I went through the settings and all that stuff and nothing, nothing happened. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Let's, let's get into it and just see how we're doing. So sure enough, um, initial cutscene, which are always easy to render, um, rendered fine. And then we get into character creator and same exact thing. Like I'm spinning my my person to see the character creation. It's like blurring and moving slowly and glitching. I'm like, okay, this is just is not flat out not happening. So, I didn't progress any further, and instead I w- I did something else that I'm sure we'll talk about later. All right, and uh, Shai, you didn't get it. You decided not to. I did not get it primarily because of the news that came out about it. Was that would you have gotten if if the launch had been relatively smooth? Do you think you would have picked it up? 
Probably not right now. I don't really okay. feel like I have a big hole in my life right now as far as gaming goes. It's something gotcha. that I've, it's one of those games that I've definitely got my eye on in the future, but just not, I don't feel like I need to pick it up day one. Well, that certainly never stops me having too many games. Well, to same play. here, normally. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I did pick it up. I got it for PS4. I wanted to get it for PS5. Um, I wanted to have a PS5 to play it on, but uh, that was not possible. Um, because PS5s are very scarce right now. Um, so I picked it up on PS4 and I've played, I don't know, I've probably put maybe 15, 10 to 15 hours into it or something like that. Like maybe not even that much, maybe less than that. But uh, I've, en- I've enjoyed it so far. I think it's good. Um, early on, I didn't have too many issues. I did have a couple crashes and a couple um, a couple hiccups where like... I. I had a part where like I could take a silencer off or a scope off my weapon, but then I couldn't put it back on. Like when I tried to put it back on, it would just like lock up. And if I tried to like, it was like, I just took this off. Why can't I put it on? Like I was trying to move a scope from one gun to another. It didn't really work, but um, uh, I think the story is okay so far. It's, it's interesting. Um, I think, you know, I'm not a huge cyberpunk genre person like Mm -hmm. steampunk and and uh what was that d20 modern and some of those other games that like were similar like i like shadow run Run, yeah like those kind of games like i'm it's just not i'm more of a high fantasy type or 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 a full full full-on sci-fi type like that kind of futuristic punky mix is doesn't really do it for me as much but but i'm interested so far i think it's cool uh um I want to learn more about it. It it has been frustrating. The further I've gone, I have started to hit a couple more bugs. Like it is frustrating when you're playing and then it just crashes for no reason. Um, or like for some reason, the last time I played, like I couldn't get my side buttons to work, which like I, I was trying to call my car and I couldn't call my car because that's the button that, that the like your right, your right D-pad does and so i was like well fine i can't call my car I'll just i'll just take this car here well that car that was illegal because i stole the car and then the cops come after me and i'm like god damn it like <laughs> i didn't need to do this like i have a car i should be able to drive a car so i got a little bit frustrated and i haven't played in a little bit because of that but um you know they've been released like every time i log into my ps4 there's another patch that drops mm. for it so like clearly they're working on it they're fixing bugs they're making it better um i haven't thought that the graphics were were bad. I mean, I, I'm sure they're not as good as they would be on the PS5, but like I've seen posts online where people are like, this looks like a PS1 game. And it's like, uh, I don't, have you seen I screenshots see though? Like, I think it may be, I've maybe more of a user by user basis. Like, maybe, but see, I don't understand how that makes sense on a PS4. Like, how is I've my PS4? I mean, maybe it's because I have a PS4 Pro. Maybe even gotten maybe far enough. Else. It might be the PS4 maybe, yeah, Pro as well. I bet I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if the Pro and the versus, Xbox One X, like, because yeah, it is more a lot more. And I think less people have those. I think the such a large player base have the PS4 and the Xbox One. When I have it on both, and I installed it on both, but I haven't really played it on my my normal PS4 that much, so I can't really comment on that. So when did you get it? How many days ago? When it launched? Yeah, I got it. I think I got it on launch day. Yeah, I got it on launch morning, ten o'clock launch morning. That was Uh, a couple Tuesdays ago. Yeah, that was like twelve days ago. Two, yeah, two weeks. Oh, I guess fourteen because it's Tuesday right now. So yeah, I've been playing weeks. a lot of other, a lot of other stuff too, though. So I haven't. I, well, that's going to be my point. Yeah. Like I don't know Smiley to really enjoy a game and only put ten to twelve hours in two weeks on it. So yeah. that was that was a little bit yeah. noticeable. I, well, and it's partially just been I haven't felt the rush. Right. Like I know that they're developing patches. I know they're improving it. And so if I've got other stuff to play, it's like, you know, like it's not going ready, anywhere. I ready have player it. one yeah. right here. <laughs> there <you go. laughs> they're adding those pages daily. You're just waiting for the most recent page download. Right. So, so yeah, so I, I don't, I mean, I understand that people are not having good experience with it. And I understand that it's frustrating in that regard. And, you know, my, my personal experience has not been, I've never once thought, oh my God, I need to get a refund for this. Like I've been pretty satisfied with it, especially, like I said, I think after the first, this, like the day two or three patch solved most of my issues until like the last time I played. And so again, maybe I'm just not far enough in. Did you shy? I know you had some things you wanted to talk about with, as far as just the reception and like, what did you specifically want to bring? I don't know. I think there's some incredible things going on around it. And I think this might, I don't know. I wonder if it ties into the last out of focus podcast that we did which we don't need to get into because it's kind of a side thing but we talked about you know gamer entitlement to a certain extent and and company Mm -hmm. responsibilities to gamers and i think the question is is this 
what where does this issue fall does it fall in an actual issue that that players should be justifiably upset about um and that you know the company should be publicly apologizing about and offering refunds for or does this fall into players just being entitled and Which, making a big stink about things that maybe in the end in, you know in the end don't really matter that much you said it like a fleeting comment but that genuinely happened just for our listeners like um yeah. they did apologize and and they are guaranteeing refunds which they I, said they would back with their own money and i think that's a big thing to talk about like i don't know that i've seen i guess i remember when i was reading one article where they were talking about i guess back i don't know if you guys remember this but back when one of the arkham i think it was arkham knight came out batman arkham knight it was like it was pretty broken on release and i think it got pulled from stores and there was some apologizing and so like this isn't something that happens frequently. It's pretty uncommon for a company to actually come out and apologize and like yeah. pull a game like it got pulled from the PlayStation Online store, for at least currently, offer refunds. Um, and I don't know, like, and yet we talked to Smiley, who's playing the game on not the most next gen system, not on a PC, and seems to be able to play it and enjoy it. Um, so, what does that say? I mean, I don't know. I don't know where where, where it falls, and I don't have a. I don't, I don't have a you know stake in the game. I don't, have, I don't own it. I haven't played it. But I think it is hard because it's been a very hyped up game. It's a game that a lot of people were very excited for. They've been waiting for it for a long time. Obviously, Witcher 3 was such a monumental success that people just kind of, you know, like it's one of those things where you wonder if the, if the expectations are just built so high that like nothing was going to satisfy. And then like, you know, would the bugs have been as big of a deal? Would it have made such a big splash if there wasn't such a hype for it? Would it have been handled like many other games, I think, that are a little bit shaky at the beginning? And you say, well, once they get a couple patches out, it'll be fine. Like, I don't know. I think, there's, <clears throat> I think there's, there's more to that also in that it was delayed multiple times. So people yeah. are already getting eager to want to play it. And they're saying, hey, the reason we're delaying it is because it's not perfect yet. So we want to make sure it's perfect when we finally release it. So then the day finally comes and then it's certainly anything but perfect. And that caught yeah. people blindsided also. I remember there was one thing I wanted to talk about specifically. Um, <clears throat> and that was the review process. Cause I think they did something that I think was probably a red sign from the, yeah. red a, a red flag from the beginning. And it was, they did a review embargo of the, the console card. versions I said red sign or whatever. That I know, is. I know, but um, I, like, yeah. I like smileys. <laughs> red card. Get off idea. the pitch. This game's here. not ready. Get out of here. You're no longer a game developer. Um, but um, they, so from the beginning, people were only allowed to review the PC version of the game. The console versions were not reviewable before release. And also, from my understanding, because I was watching a review early on and they made this comment, um, reviewers of the game were only allowed to use footage provided by CG product, CD project, right? They weren't able to record their own gameplay and post in the review. And a lot of like, I watched one or two reviews where they're like, we're going to update our review once the game is released with our own footage. Cause at that point we'll, we'll be allowed to do it. Now. I think since I seem like a lot of the early reviews were positive because it was on PC, which seems to be the system that runs it best. Um, but I think that's, I, it's not a good sign. I know I've read some some interviews of where they've talked to some of the developers from CG Project Red now and asked them specifically about the console versions where they've said like things like, well, it seems we just didn't pay attention to that enough or we didn't focus on the, apparently we didn't focus on the console versions enough. But the fact that you didn't let anyone review those copies makes it seem like you probably realized that they didn't run very well. Um, That's possible. It could be just that they, that they weren't ready you know, like, I mean, maybe they, that was one of the things that got crunched in the end, you know, when they're, you know, if they're, if they're like, oh, we'll have it ready by the time it comes. I don't know. I mean, that's you can see something sign. nefarious for that's, two. Yeah, for sure. No, it is. Yeah. But it does. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean they were trying to hide something. Yeah. It may have been that like, they're like, okay, well, you know, the consoles aren't ready for review, but I'm sure they will be by the time we launch. Well, maybe here's a, we're wrong about that. But. Here's another statement, and this is actually from them in quotes. And it says, we're getting closer and closer to launch, and chances are you will get your hands on a copy before release day, however difficult this might be. For us to achieve, our ambition is for gamers across the world to have the same spoiler-free experience at the time of game release. This is why we're asking you kindly not to stream, play, or release any similar content before release day. And they said, go on to say, if you do, we're going to send people after you to take down your videos, blah, 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 blah. But after the game comes out, stream like there's no tomorrow. And then a cheeky little, it's 2020. Who knows? Maybe there isn't a tomorrow. There you go. Mm. 
I think it could be interesting. I think this could be another interesting podcast episode. I think where we could talk about should the game industry change how games are developed and released? I think that we could, we could probably fill an episode talking about that. And should there be so much hype around games, especially in a, in a, in a, in a, in a time when it seems like game development is driven by state shareholders and, you know, um, board of directors and pressures put on developers to release games early and their day one patches day, you know, seven day, 20 patches should gamers go into new releases thinking this is probably an unfinished product. And either I'm not going to buy it day one or I'll buy, you know, I'll wait until it's patched. I don't know. You know, I don't know that we can settle that conversation fully now, but that might be an interesting topic. For well, the it's future. funny too, because like you've got this, which we talked about this with No Man's Sky a lot, that No Man's Sky felt like a game that was still in early access. But like you do have a lot of games that just release in early access. And so like how different would it have been if they would have just said when this game came out? You know, we're still kind of in an early access phase. We're not ready. We're going to put it out because people wanted it out. The, the primary thing is there, but, you know, we're still ironing out the kinks. And if, you know, maybe if you're not sure about it, if you're not that eager, maybe hold off on getting this for, you know, a couple of months while we work it out. Like, would that have changed the perception if they had said that? Like, what would the reaction to that have been? Like, huh. you know, probably, I think a lot of times these companies get into a situation where really no matter what they do, somebody's coming for their heads. So I do have a little bit of sympathy for that. But I think public perception in the end is probably the most important perception. Um, the customer's well, well, yeah, always right, for, kind of. Well, and I mean, you see the reason, like I mentioned before, the reason this com- this game was so hyped was because of the goodwill that this company had from Witcher 3, which unfortunately it seems that they have squandered quite a bit of now. Yeah, I was going to say, where's that hype come from? Right? Does it come from like sequels to games? Because that's something you can certainly get hyped about, right? <clears throat> like we get hyped about sequels to movies, but um, but in this case, it came from the developer who yeah. we know, Witcher Three, has produced amazing games up until this. Um, do you? So I guess golden question: Do the two of you think they should have released it, or just said, "Hey, we've pushed this back a million times. We're not going to meet our twelfth commitment to you." We're going to push it back and make a 13th commitment to you, but we promise it'll be ready when it's ready. They or do you absolutely think... should have pushed it back. Yeah, I agree too. I agree. I just I wonder like, you wonder how many things are in the pot that they're trying to fix, right? Like at one point, do you need to push a product out? Like, would they have kept ignoring the console versions and like kept polishing things for their high? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, was that question. what had, is that what had led to maybe the console versions being so bad was maybe they kept doing so much that the i don't you know we just don't know and so i think yeah. like i think and this production contracts which have to be meet like yeah. you have to pay me to produce x amount by this time like there's so much other stuff behind the scenes i think yeah. i think smiley brings up an interesting point about early access because early access is really predominant i feel like more in the independent game scene and i think players are a lot more like oh yeah it's an indie game and early access like i'll i'll try it out like i'll you know like we see betas and stuff like that for like bigger games but that's not really early access um yeah. I think I wonder if I wonder if like a AAA studio tried that, you know, if they were like, "Oh, Halo Six is coming out early access. Um, it's not going to be finished, but you but you're paying full price to to play around with it um, and give your kid, you know, early access Halo Six for Christmas." Would that? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I wonder how that would how that would work. I I feel like early access is also more of a PC dominant concept too than a console, and I wonder if that's because of like Sony controls and whatnot wouldn't mm. allow wouldn't allow them to release something like that hard to say yeah it's a interesting question i agree we could definitely fill a whole nother podcast on it but uh let's let's transition unless you guys have anything other else uh urgent to say about cyberpunk can we move on to our next topic i have a question for you smiley yeah what's up i keep hearing people talk about the character creator and i haven't heard a lot about if you're playing a female character but i keep hearing that if you're playing a male character you like can choose the size of their junk like like, something that popped out at you when you were no i didn't see i didn't see that and like maybe i just you know you know me and character creators (laughs) you're like that hairstyle hardly care and like (laughs) in this game especially i actually took even less because i was like this is a first person game i'm barely even gonna see my own character why do i care (laughs) so i really went through it pretty quick i actually really regret it because my dude looks like such a weird he looks so <laughs> like i picked i picked a hair that looked okay in the character creator but in reality he's like he's got like a like a <clears throat> weird like perm fro thing like it's bad it looks horrible and like every time i see like the the character on the on like the cover 
who like I was like I should have just used that guy's model like he's fine he would have been fine he would have been way better like my dude looks like a I don't even know what he looks like he's he looks ridiculous probably a visual well, bug you haven't noticed right <laughs> I told I you I was so. able to get into the character creation so I can confirm right. um, junk size is an option as well as upper endowment size which is typical uh, for most yeah. video games but what's unique to this one is you can mix and match genitalia at your free will hmm. so yeah. you can have upper junk and lower junk or no junk at all or anything so they're very progressive very progressive yeah yeah that's uh that, yeah i didn't spend a whole lot of time on that as you might expect <laughs> that was probably the only um, thing i did was play around with the junk size. <laughs> It was blurry. It was all blurry. Like, You're like, is this a nightmare? Yeah. <laughs> wake up! Wake up! <laughs> all right. Well, so let's move. Let's take another step. A step forward towards the future. What are you guys? What are you guys up to? What are you guys? What are you guys doing with your lives here in at the tail end of 2020? All right. So, shy. What have you been up to? Um, I the two main things I've been like, kind of in my free time been working on is I've been finishing up the Oathbringer book in the Stormlight mm. Archive, which is still the yeah, book yeah. before the one that just came out that you've already read. So that's been uh, slow going, um, but I'm getting close to finishing that up. And I look forward to, uh, and maybe, I don't know, I don't know if it would make sense, but maybe it would make sense to just talk briefly about what we're going to do over the break as well. Because that kind of ties yeah, into that, I guess, idea. is that sure. like my plan is to finish the book, if not early on in the break, um, you know, by, you know, by the end of the break and then hopefully get some time to start reading some other books in that series. So I probably won't jump into the new one yet, but I'll, there's some other books in the middle that apply to it. Apparently that Smiley has told me I need to read. So yes, I will, I'll be working on those, but uh, yeah. Um, as far as gaming, um, still really just playing war of the visions. Um, that's really kind of my primary, primary game, but a lot that game requires a lot of time as we've talked about before. Um, so that's taken up a lot of my time the mobile one right the mobile one yeah the tactics game so um game. exactly right who would spend who would spend money on a mobile on a mobile game right <laughs> i hope you're excited i hope you're excited <clears throat> for, i do uh, two subscriptions Lost city of gold. <laughs> oh yeah Lost city gold's coming, Lost up, city's yeah. coming up yeah um they uh yeah so i'm not i won't bore you guys with with stuff about from war of the visions but uh yeah like that's why we're here though to be bored yeah, as i say, i'm bore you with my with my topic that's for damn sure yeah i don't know i mean so i don't know i guess the things on the horizon right now for war of the visions are they did uh that japan had their one year anniversary that we'll get in about three months because we're about three or four months behind and they had it about a month ago and they had a final fantasy 10 collaboration for that i don't know if you guys i don't know if i talked about this last time we had an episode yeah, but um yeah titus yuna and Aaron are the characters from that and then japan just got a near automata collaboration that's coming out tomorrow mm-hmm. and um I never really got into Nier that much. I don't know if either of you guys no, played it. I know it, it got really super hyped and you know, people out there went crazy over it. But the main character in that series in War of the Visions is a wind element slashing character, which is perfect for like my main team that I'm working on in War of the Visions. So it's like four months away, but it's something to look forward to and like save for and plan around. So that's kind of cool. Um, nice. It must be nice playing a game where you're only four months behind. Like, <laughs> I played Defu and it's like nine, ten months behind. And so something comes out in Japan and it's like it's like Setzer just had his his thing released and it looks so cool. And it's like, oh, that's great, but it's going to be like a year before I get to get it in, in global. Well, and while I'm boring you guys, I guess on that note, like we have that foresight, but it seems that Gummy is intent on not letting global globalers have the same like meta decisions as japan so like just so actually releasing tomorrow we didn't really know like we've already kind of like had some weirdness in our schedule where they've kind of released some seasonal units simultaneously um like the halloween units that japan got and halloween we got at the same time that kind of messed with our meta a little bit but we know so the 10 as far as the 10 collaboration goes yuna is this like ultra powerful unit she does a ton of magic damage she has a ton of healing like everyone's using her in pvp in the game and, and she's really uh causing a lot of issues and so we're actually getting tomorrow they announced they released their like video um this past week that showed like what's coming out this week they do one like every month and we're getting a new unit a global exclusive it's only the second global exclusive that that we've gotten and it is like it's been quite controversial actually it's a dark based unit unit's light 
it, it part of its abilities is to remove re-raise because she can re-raise and it's, it's a, basically a hard counter to you well and, and the thing is it's a premium limited unit so it's like i don't know if you remember like gilgamesh yes. or like uh thankward were double cost but yeah. like and like at least gilgamesh was just in the game you could slow farm it but like this guy will be available for like two weeks at, at like starting tomorrow he's twice as hard to build and he's like so uh, like the whole community is in our right now It'll be sure. interesting to see well yeah how, i mean that's it's a you smart bit money at him right and get him no problem oh, well you can but i mean the amount of money so like that's the thing even just for most units right you can throw money at them and hope i mean because unless the, the game doesn't really have what, what you call a pity system like in a lot of cases sometimes they do but so like there's no guarantee you can you can't just buy a character yeah. so you can throw money like at more chances um, weapon crafting yeah the box oh, the boxes um and whatever so the bad boxes. um but so i don't know it'll be interesting like it'll be interesting to see see it's interesting to see how they're kind of like like I know D Defu, I know they had like was it Beat Beatrix was was a she was a global exclusive, right? Yes. Um, but then she came to Japan well, eventually, right? Yeah, she's a glo- they they don't call them global exclusives, they call them global, global first. first. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. So, as, far as, as far as we know, I don't know if that's the case here. I don't know that Japan is gonna get like these global mm. exclusives. And it's just interesting to see that like they don't and I think it makes sense on their part, right? They don't like because people on our server have been saying, Well, we're just saving for Yuna now. A lot of people on Reddit have been like, I'm not gonna spend for the next three or four months. Cause I'm saving for unit. She's going to, she's, you know, going to be OP. And then it's funny seeing people always say like, well, it, by the time she comes out, we're going to know what Japan has three or four months from then. That's and right. it'll be a better unit. Yeah. Like, um, it's always another cycle. carrot, but, but yeah, but gummy's circumventing that. So, you know, that's, that's interesting. I feel like that's how gummy gets their reputation, you know, for being a little bit of a, a you know, opportunistic, let's say yeah. to put it charitably. So I'll say <laughs> to wrap up, wrap up my bit. Um, I don't, I don't feel, I, I, I'm a little disappointed. Like I think especially right now, dark, he's a dark slashing character and dark slashing is so powerful that like, he just feels like he's going to empower what's already a dominant team composition and like units. I don't have anyway, but <laughs> I think there's some other cool units coming out. And like, I still play that game for the artwork. I still play the game for like the team building and strategy. Like, I think there's a lot of cool stuff about the game and like, I don't know if they one day I'll care more and I'll, I'll quit. I'll get outraged to Gummy and be like, I'm done with this company, but I'm still enjoying the game for what it is. So how does, quick question to both of you, how does an individual find community in a mobile game where like, cause my, I don't have much experience in mobile games. Um, and the game that I do have most experience in is shop Titans. And the only community that I know is that we created a line chat shop channel Titans. outside of it. So but I hear you guys talking about community all the time. Like, oh, the community's in an uproar or the community thinks this is, should be the new meta or whatever. Like back of the Final Fantasy XI, back in my days, it used to be like, what the heck was that website? I can't remember. I just remember what it looked like. FX, Alakaz- FX, Alakazam. Yes, FX, no, not- I have no FXI. What was it? No, the FX blue one. No, it was, was the one. It was FXIH.com, right? FXIH.com. Because they had the forums on there. It had, yeah. Yes. So anyways, that's where like I found community. And then of course the game in and of itself, having 4,000 players who you can chat with, that was community there as well. So that's that seems pretty linear, but how do you find community in a mobile game? Can I respond to this first, Smiley, in regards to War of the Visions? Because I think you, and then let you speak to Defu, because I think Defu has probably a lot more to be said for it. But um, I've, specifically with the game I'm playing right now, Van, the main there's two places mainly that I've seen, and it's um, or three places I guess. It's um, a lot of guilds and the, there's guilds in the game, and they a lot of them have discords. Like there's an in-game chat, but it's I don't know. And I've seen guilds advertise that they—that's all they use, and apparently they're active. I don't really know how that would work because it's just a little chat box in the game. But a lot of them create their own discords, and then like people jump onto the Discord, and then you can either a lot of text chats, you can organize like multiple. So you know, these multi- like sizable guilds. Like that. Um, like the like a, a lot of them will cap out about thirty people, 25, okay. 30 people. Yeah, that's pretty um, sizable. So it's decent. Um, and then I would say Reddit is you know a lot of a lot of almost every game nowadays has its own subreddit and so a lot of like communities form around these reddits and then you know post about those and i don't know if we were like 14 like had that was kind of the main hub of information for final fantasy 14 was the subreddit um and then for war of the visions i say twitch has a pretty there's a couple of like streamers who play war of the visions on stream and a lot of people who play who are like active in the game like log on to the twitch streams and they just talk about the game while the person's streaming and there's like almost like conversations and communities happening during a stream um, I think Defu has a much more comprehensive community. Even I don't know if Smile would want to talk about that at all. I don't know. We're I mean, they, they don't have we don't have guilds or anything in Defu, but both Record Keeper and Defu both had very active Reddits, and not just people talking, but like content creators. So people who would make 
you know, guides or give you information, say, okay, this event, here's, you know, imagine if you could go out every time there was a gold city and somebody would post, you know, here are optimal teams. Here's what you should be thinking about. Here's the best way to do this. Here's the most efficient way to do X, Y, and Z. Like there's all those people make things for these different games that, that really help tie things together and generate a lot of conversation. So uh, for me, it's all about the Reddit and like, you know, there's podcast. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely other content like you know on Twitch and on you know there's a Defu has a podcast. Record Keeper used to have some podcasts, I think, and so you know just ways where it feels like like it's not the same as like a Final Fantasy Eleven guild, and I don't know maybe it is in in War of the Visions, but like it's not that kind. It's more of a larger community than a. It's less of a family and more of a membership. If that makes sense. I think there are some. I think some of the more tied together war of the business communities are more approaching that like especially the ones that take guild battles really seriously like they actually like coordinate who attacks when people going in and like triggering teams to find out who who's in it so they're i think they can get a lot more but i think yeah war of the visions is a much more multiplayer centric game as well yeah like defu is barely (laughs) multiplayer record keeper was even less so so that's a good point and 11 was so multiplayer focused i think right (laughs) 11 was like the ultimate like um yeah until Pantheon. We'll see. Rise of the Hold you to that. If Pantheon oh, disappoints man. me, the next, I'm coming the next to your house. <laughs> I think we should get together on Pantheon launch. Launch Pantheon launch week. We are fun. getting together. That might be fun. We're going to line it up. Only if it's early access. I don't know if I trust now. <laughs> All right, let's move this along because I got a lot I want to talk about. So I'm going to push this over to Van. Van, what have you been up to? I bought a computer. I right, go. You bought a computer. <laughs> so you couldn't play Cyberpunk. Right. And so... Your obvious choice was well. I already paid sixty bucks for this game. Yeah, might as, so might as well better make it worth it. <laughs> yeah. So now so you yeah. play Minecraft on the highest res. I um, dude, I'm running Minecraft on like 240 frames per second. It is wicked. No, I don't have the PC yet. Um, yeah, I bought a, I bought a PC. I just figured it was time. So as I mentioned earlier, the computer has been doing well for a lot of most recent games, like like I mentioned Battlefield and whatnot. But I would say the two most recent that I was disappointed in, Cyberpunk, we already talked about. But before that, it was a game that I really do want to play a lot, and that's Call of Duty Warzone. And I can't render Warzone real well. So in an FPS, like frame rate, yeah. response critical. rate, all that stuff is just absolutely critical. Otherwise, you're just you're just out there wasting your time, right? So I was like, getting you know what? Screw it. Is more like it seems like yeah, getting both. So it seems like those are the two most recent games I wanted to play was Warzone, and then I'm like, crap, I can't play Warzone. Whatever, I'll just shelve it till I get another computer. Then this one comes out now granted this is an exception because it seems like it's killing a lot of things that it shouldn't um but regardless i was like all right it's time so um i'm in a good place now so let's let's just go and pull the trigger and and get a really nice computer so i did my research over the last three three weeks and um ended up picking up a new computer so i got an i7 with the um rtx 3070 16 gigs of ram one terabyte I didn't even know these existed, but nice. it's a PCE hard drive. It's not even nice. like an actual hard drive or, or a solid state. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's insane. The it's right like what speed. Apple uses these days in their computers. It's crazy. They're, right? like they're flash drives, basically. They're yeah, not exactly. even solid state. Yeah, yeah it's, it's insane. It's, it's all instantaneous. Um, so I got that. And I've built my own computers ever since I can remember. And this time I was like, it's almost impossible to find the new GT, uh, RTX cards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the only way I'm really going to be able to get this anytime between now and probably three months from now is to buy a ready build or go to a custom build location. So I went to, um, shout out to iBuyPower. They don't sponsor us or anything like that. But I went to them and um, custom built the PC. Well, just so happens with it being the holidays, they had a super smoking deal. I've been monitoring the prices and their deals um, for about a week or so, playing around with custom builds, sending them to my friends. I send them to a friend of the podcast, Z, who literally is in the gaming industry um, to see what he thought about it. I sent it to my other buddy who is head of mobile game development for EA and um, wanted to see what he thought about it. <laughs> and he actually, um, you know, so I bounced it off of him too. And he's like, yeah, these specs are awesome. If you could dial this down, like pull the trigger on it and go for it. So they gave me some suggestions and whatnot. And what I described to you was the final build. Well, anyways, I went back and I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to pull the trigger on this. Logged in and the special was uh, like $250 off of that exact rig that I wanted to build custom wise. 
And if you defer till after Christmas, your shipping, they'll give you another 5% off the unit. So I took this like $1,790 build down to 1518 bucks. And I was like, this is the most expensive. This is twice as much as I've ever spent for a computer. But that's just the day we live in. And that's the price of technology at this point. So I pulled the trigger on it. I've been monitoring those sales ever since. And that was about 12 days ago and haven't come close to that same exact deal. So I just got really lucky. Timing was right and everything. So I pulled the trigger on that bad boy. So that's all exciting and really fun. Computer won't be here for probably another three or four weeks. Um, I'm not expecting it till the second or third week of January. They already said custom builds were four weeks out. And then they put a disclaimer on their website recently saying, hey, due to ridiculous Mm -hmm. demand and holidays and COVID, like we're even pushing development back even further. So realistically, it's probably six weeks out from the day I purchased it. So it's a long time for somebody like myself to wait. If anybody's heard me talk about making purchases on this podcast, they know I'll typically just pay the money to get something sooner. But in this time, I was like, you know what, let me try to be responsible. I know I'm not going to get this before Christmas anyway. So I'll just take advantage of that, that defer after Christmas 5% off and save 85 bucks. Um, But in the meantime, I did get myself a nice little gaming monitor. And what's super interesting is, so I got a 27-inch gaming monitor. The response rate is one millisecond. It has uh, 144 hertz, and it's 1440p. So it's kind of like checks all the marks that I got or that I wanted, and it's also G-Sync compatible. So I'm like, this is going to work perfect for my new rig since it's a RTX uh, NVIDIA uh, driver. And what's super interesting is I'm using it with my old rig and shit, I have no idea what I've been missing out on, even just with my (laughs) old rig that I've had for six years. Now, granted, gaming monitors are somewhat of a new technology. Yes, they were back six years ago, but they were just way out of my price range. This monitor would have probably been at least six, 800 bucks. And I was able to pull the trigger at like 360 on this because it was on sale also. Um, But I'll just say like first impressions, I've only had it for two days. Um, I've probably paid about four or five different games on it. Of course, I had to go back to Half-Life, um, crank that bad boy up. I did Global Ops. Um, I did some Battlefield. And I will say the difference between 1080p, and remember, 1080p is the, the, the most, the maximum resolution game I've ever done. Even on PS4, mm-hmm. I never got a PS4 Pro. I don't have a 4K TV. So going from 1080p to 1440, like it's noticeable and it is beautiful. And then that I can't, my graphics card can't do the 144 Hertz. So I'm still, but I am at 120, which previously I'm only at 60. So I'm, I haven't even met its whole potential and I can tell you it's beautiful. It's super smooth. And I can't believe how much I've been missing in my gaming, not to sound super hyperbolic, but how much I've been missing as far as like visually goes um, in my gaming for the past many years that I have not had a gaming monitor it's it's incredible i feel you man i'm with you i'm with you man yeah and it's it's something you can't describe too it's just it's it's noticeably impressive it's not like oh that's a little bit better that is pretty cool it's like damn that is awesome (laughs) like it's it's pretty exciting so those are the two things i went up to sorry man i know you you said you have a lot to talk about but man i was just really well i wanted to hear about that because i mean um my computer which you built for me many many years ago um it's starting to show its age so i'm uh, at some point i'm going to be making a a computer purchase of my own and so uh, i'm definitely going to be kind of using yours as a template you were kind enough to yeah and i specs as well so um there's certainly way more powerful computers than i got i would say mine would be probably second best to the best right because you have like well maybe even third because you have like 3080s, you have 3090 video cards, you have i9 processors, you have all the Ryzen mm-hmm. stuff from AMD. But I would say as far as gaming goes, like this is a pretty, this is pretty hedged for the future. Because right now, its specs are saying you're going to do, uh, like all jokes aside, you're going to do 400 plus FPS or frame um, frames per second on, you know, Minecraft. Well, we didn't buy it to play Minecraft. We bought it to play like <laughs> Overwatch and stuff like that. But even that is like 310 frames per second estimate. So it's going to take a while for this to to, to go down plus um project cd red yeah uh released their CD required project specs red, yeah cd Close project enough. red yeah released their their cyberpunk released their required specs for the for the uh for the game and it meets their it meets their ultra on 1080p no i'm sorry their ultra on 1440 so i can set it the highest settings at 1440 with my build and 
um, I can do the high settings to include ray tracing. So, and ray tracing is like a brand new technology. Um, so it's 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 pretty hedged for the future. If, we'll have to see what uh, we'll see, have to see if they ever release what the estimated specs for Pantheon are. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> that's I mean oh, honestly that was... that's probably the next gen game I'll play on it if if that ends up being any good. Thank so. you. You actually brought up the third the third um, game I tried that that was that poorly rendered and that was Black Desert Online oh, Remastered. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So I did want to play Remastered, or I just wanted to dabble in Remastered, and I couldn't when I would you know hit the options to select Remastered version because you could play it's the same launcher and all that shit but anyways when i go to remastered graphics it would just die you're talking <laughs> eight frames per second 12 frames per second it was unplayable so i'm like all right time to get a new rig i thought you were gonna say you went back to Final fantasy 11 <laughs> <laughs> i was joking with smiley i was like do you think it'll play 11 <laughs> i hope so you know you, you overpaid if it doesn't <laughs> yeah 30 70 limitations <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go the exact opposite direction and talk to you about a game I've been playing that has 8-bit graphics. It's called Mario 35. So I didn't know about this for a long time. Apparently, this game has been out for a while. Nintendo um, but because it's Mario's 35th anniversary yep. on the Switch, if you have yep. Switch Online, you, get for, you can for free download a game called Mario 35, which is basically... Uh, Super Mario, original Super Mario Brothers version uh, kind of turned into a battle royale, which I'm not a huge battle royale type, but when you when you pair it with like a classic game from my childhood, now, you know, you're speaking my language. So what what it is, is basically you get thrown into a match with four, 34 other players and you all boot up, you choose a level a stage of your choosing and you had to unlock all the stages you start with just one one being unlocked and as you complete levels you have more that you can choose from and then it takes all the players and the levels that they chose shuffles them up with a some sort of algorithm that tends to put the easier stages earlier but doesn't always and doesn't allow consecutive stages to be the same and then you all start playing. And so like basically it makes a playlist, a level playlist of the 35 stages that were chosen by the 35 members. And then you all start at the beginning and you play and you, the goal is to be the mo the, to survive the longest. The um, things that they added to make it a little bit more interesting are whenever you kill an enemy, it sends that enemy to another player's screen. Uh, additionally, you have a timer that's counting down. I think it starts at like 30 seconds and it starts ticking down. You can increase the timer by killing enemies or getting power-ups when you're already fully powered. So like if you've already got the fire flower suit on, you get another fire flower or mushroom, it will give you an additional 15 seconds on top of that. You get bonus points for like consecutively stomping on enemies without hitting the ground or for kicking a shell and hitting consecutive enemies with the shell. So, but if you stand still for too long, the timer starts to speed up real fast. And as the game goes on, the timer gets fast as well. So you're playing through these stages and trying to survive and collect coins. The, the other thing they added from the original is a little like power up roulette where you can spend 20 coins to get a random f fire flower, mushroom, invincibility star or power block that like kills everything on the screen like a pow block and so you can you so the goal is to like amass a bunch of coins stay alive as long as you can and as things get crazy down the stretch you can use those power-ups to help you stay alive and and try to outlast your your opponents and I, I just love it, man. Like, it's so much fun. Like, I've played it so much. And, like, Sarah's watching me play. And, like, I'll play. And then I'll die. And then I'll play. And then I'll die. And she'll be like, so, like, you just do this over and over? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. You, you just kind of do it over and over. Yeah. Like, it's, it's very simple. But, like, if you love the original Super Mario Brothers, it's awesome. It's... You know, it's, it's basically, for the most part, it's faithful to the original game. Um, like, it's, it's all the original stages, everything. Like, there's nothing, nothing really weird. I, the physics, I think, are a little bit different than perhaps the original. Like, 
I never noticed, but certain people have said that like you like your top speed isn't quite as fast, and like hmm. there are a couple things I noticed that like pipes are a little bit quick to suck you in, if you will. So like sometimes you go through a pipe without meaning to if you're not careful, but um, it's That's pretty intense. Because I saw this release on Switch for yeah. free also, and and I literally just thought it was an an ode to the original mario brothers so it was just the mario brothers game ported i didn't know it was also oh. i never dove into it because i would watch the you know videos of it yeah. loosely and i would just see them going through the normal levels of mario brothers so i'm like oh okay it's just mario brothers ported like right. i don't really want to play it and i was right. like and it's already been released on their snes <laughs> right like, yeah you already have it on the on right the, so i was like why the, do they yeah. do this maybe they just call it 35 anniversary so i'm yeah. glad you, you you explained the difference yeah well and it what's crazy what's fun about it is how crazy it gets because especially like i mean early on like when you first start it's pretty much it is like the same it's like the normal stages and like maybe there's a couple enemies here or there but as you go especially as people get eliminated and there's less and less people um and like the enemies start stacking up like you get ridiculous enemies on your screen like you got hammer brothers showing up everywhere like every time you kill bowser you send bowser to somebody else's screen so like you're just walking down the level That's and then awesome. bowser's like they're shooting fire at you <laughs> shit. Like, it, it puts you in positions cool. where like you have to deal with mechanics that you would never have to deal with and so it kind of makes in a way like every time you play the level it's a little bit different like you have to deal with all kinds of unexpected unexpected things and it's crazy it's like um mario roguelike would you say kind in of? a way yeah in a way yeah. it kind of is it feels like you're doing this. now and one thing that like you because of the way the algorithm works you do end up playing the early stages quite a bit which is which which you know there's times when you're just like okay um but it really it really has some pretty cool uh gameplay feedback so like you can as i mentioned you can pick what stage you start on so if you pick the stage you're guaranteed for that stage to show up somewhere you just don't know where it'll be your goal like kind of one of the goals they give you is to clear all the stages if you can clear all the stages you can actually unlock playing as luigi instead of mario which some people don't care about that but i have always been a fan of luigi and so like that was like my number one goal was to get a clear on every stage and be able to play as Luigi each time, which now I do because I've done that. Um, but it was hard. Like it took forever. And like, because the later stages don't appear that frequently towards the beginning, a lot of times, if you're, once you get towards the later half, like you really have to survive a long time sometimes to get there. Um, you can use the warp pipes in, in the stages that have them and they're kind of done logically. So like if you go into the warp zone in one, two, for example, the normal end of the level will take you to the next stage. The pipes will take you to the second, third, and fourth stage that are coming up. So you can kind of see what your next stages are going to be because they're randomized. Um, and so like for a while, you're like hunting for your stage. And uh, I don't know. I, I just, it's, it's pretty simple, but like it definitely makes you feel like a boss when you outlast 34 other people. Like when you're the last man standing, which I th I think that's obviously the draw of battle royale. All those, all those battle royals. Yeah. It's that thrill of being the best and being like, y'all suck. I'm the, I'm better than all you people. Like, it's great. So, so yeah, it's I've, always a bigger fish. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is. True. Um, my my big question is how can Nintendo create this and not learn how to create a built-in voice communication system on the Nintendo Switch? <laughs> Fair enough. These right. are good questions. Um, I do want to point out that so this game is free if you're a Nintendo subscriber, Nintendo, what do they Plus. call that? Nintendo Online or whatever. Or, yeah. <clears throat> um, PlayStation. PlayStation Plus. If you if you have a PlayStation Plus membership, that does not help you in this situation. <laughs> um, you can buy it. You can get your refund on Cyberpunk though. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, which I, if you have a Switch, you really ought to have a PlayStation or a Nintendo Online <laughs> thing because like. It's like twenty bucks for six months, and it gives you. You do get a lot of good. Oh, it's the year, dude. Oh, yeah. is it twenty for a year? Yeah, yeah. it's crazy good deal. Yeah. It's, it's a good so deal. Good. It's worth it, and you Which get is, access to like yeah. all those Nintendo. And if you buy a family one for like twenty five bucks, you can link up to six accounts or something like that. So it's like it's super good oh, deal. Oh god, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, should you should do that next Sarah. time. By the way, yeah, I should. Sarah got Sarah got hers for while she was playing. Um, 
uh, Animal Crossing, but then she she we only got her a three month one because she didn't know how long she'd stick with it. And sure enough, by the time three months was up, she was kind of like, "Ah, I'm over Animal Crossing." <laughs> she may come back one day. We'll see. Uh, so it's good to know if if she ever needs a if she ever needs a Nintendo Online as well. But uh, one thing I do want to mention about so it is free as I was mentioning, but apparently it's only going to be available until like I've. I meant to look it up. I'm, I apologize for my slothfulness. Uh, either until March or May, I forget which. But then it's going away, and we don't know if it will return and or when. So if you haven't checked it out, you should definitely check it out. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's cool. It's cool to dink around with. And uh, if you like the original Mario Brothers, it's it's definitely a fun twist. You feel like it'd be worth buying a Switch for? Worth buying a Switch for? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely I, I mean, not. I mean, now, I built a computer for Cyberpunk. <laughs> now, I would say it's worth buying a Switch if you're interested in like anything else that's on a Switch. Yeah. Switch awesome. Switch uh, is just worth buying, period. It, it is. Everybody a, should own a Switch. I agree. So it was, it was a shy joke. Case, yes. It was meant to yes. be a shy yeah. joke. Um, yes, I got I got it, Shy. Uh, you could trade in your PC for a <laughs> for a Switch. For a couple months before I sell it and then you, for, yeah. <laughs> For, your, for the third time you don't switch right yeah. would it be third would it be your third, third time, switch yeah. so yeah i but i mean since it's going away it's like it's a fun little game it's one of those things i think most people you play it you have some fun with it and then you kind of get bored with it that happened to me but then i came back to it because i got into it again like um i don't know i enjoyed it that's i've been playing a lot of stuff but that's one of the things i've been playing uh quite a bit it's hard. It is uh, the the biggest thing I don't like about it is because it is online against thirty four other players. There is no pause. So mm. for for somebody, if you have kids or a family or you know dogs that need to go out insistently, sometimes it's like it can be. It, it, it's not the be, it's not the most um, convenient game to play. Let's say that. Especially we've kind of gotten into an age where most games are very plug and play, where you can kind of for the most part, most games, you can just almost stop on a dime and like turn off and then resume later. You know I mean? Like you think like both the PlayStation and the switch have functionality where you can literally just put the game, your thing into sleep mode and turn it back on and it just resumes right where you left off. Uh, so this game makes, it's a little bit tougher sometimes if you got a lot going on. Um, I find myself, I usually play it kind of late nights when everybody's sleepy and, and I won't be interrupted. <laughs> Because nothing sucks worse than putting in like 20 minutes and you're in like the top five and you're like struggling to win and then something happens and you're like, and you get distracted or, or, or somebody needs something from you and then you're like, damn it, like now I have to make a difficult choice. You know? It's only one person who lives in your household, Smiley. No, so. You know, you think, you well, think I'm talking dogs. about Sarah, there's but I'm not. Dogs, yeah. there is, Sarah does not bother me. She's very, she's, she's a wonderful wife when it comes to video game players. She's, she, she understands when a game can't be paused. A lot of people have trouble with that is my understanding, but the dogs yes. do not get it. And like, you know, Peach will try to like crawl on me and like, or like tug on me as she wants to play. She wants a bone or something. And I'm like, um, I'll get you a bone in a minute. Just settle down, you crazy dog. I'm trying to win at Mario. This is important stuff. She doesn't understand. You guys remember that old? Uh, it was like an old Budweiser beer ad where it was two college guys checking out buying beer, and and they're like, they're like they have a thing of toilet paper with them and the case of beer, and the lady like rings them up, and they only have like so much money to buy one, and they're like they look between them, and then they take the beer, and then she like is pulling out the receipt, looking at it, and also you see his hand like reach out and pull the receipt like. <laughs> I just see like you sitting there playing your top five and Peach is over there like you're like oh man she's gonna pee on the floor if I don't take her out you're like what do I do do I keep playing or do I let her I'll clean the floor later it's no big deal (laughs) just kidding Sarah that's not I don't do that I would take her out in fact I have taken her out mid-game before because you gotta do what you gotta do for your dogs all right ladies and gentlemen uh you guys got anything else I should say give you yeah I got one more rapid fire question for everybody Since it's our last podcast of 2020, rapid fire, answer only, no discussion. Uh, I mean, you could say like two words or whatever, but uh, we're short on time. So favorite game of the year for 2020. And I'll start because I'm I'm proposing this to you too, so you can let it marinate a little bit. Mine is definitively, undoubtedly, although it released in November, I started playing it in 2020, Death (laughs) Stranding. So by far. So let's kick it over to Shy. Oh, Shy. Like might be I, ready. Don't I don't know that I've... I'm trying to think of all the games I've played. I don't know that I've played a lot of games this year. I think 
probably like my impulse and maybe we can do a follow-up as our question today next time be like what do we think about our answer <laughs> since it was rapid fire but <laughs> i mean off the top of my head i would say probably hades uh, that game has just really like impressed me and i haven't played that probably as much as a lot of other games i've played in 2020 but i think that game is just incredibly well done i would probably say i mean the game i think i spent the most time with that was specifically a 2020 release was kingdom of kingdoms of ambler re-reckoning um i don't know if that counts because it's a remake of a game from 2012 but yeah, um that that's probably the one i would go that's probably the one i've given the most time to of the new games i was wondering if final games. fantasy 7 would have made a hmm. appearance on that list oh that was that was this year <clears throat> was april it? right yeah. yeah april i would i would put that as number i would put that ahead of, of re-reckoning for sure yeah i'd it's been a long year. It's hard to remember. Right. I I like we, should, I was, we should do a question like today next something. time. Yeah, I feel like I yeah. need to look through my Steam like history and see if there's other yeah. games. Let's, let's do a follow-up. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's a great call. Five Fantasy Seven. How can I forget about that? Yeah, absolutely. That was a good, good game. They did a good job with that. All right. Well, if you would like to tell us what game you thought was best in 2020, or if you would like to tell us what you're up to, what are your plans, what did you do over the Christmas break, we would love to hear from you. It is the focus target podcast that's us you can be reached on twitter at focus target on youtube focus target podcast or via email focus target podcast at gmail.com so this is for the last time in 2020 your host smiley this is shy and i'm ben as always cover us grogu we're out grogu.